Welcome to Locked On Warriors. On today's show, Connor Letourneau and Bram Hillsman join me to discuss the Warriors' finals chances and wonder if Steph Curry will ever win another MVP. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is a Tuesday edition of Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast covering all things Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg. However you may be listening, YouTube, Odyssey, or on your favorite podcast app, thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I have the great pleasure of being joined by Connor Letourneau from the San Francisco Chronicle and Bram Hillsman, the host of the very popular Warriors podcast, Warriors Huddle, um, and the guy who invited me to his fantasy basketball league, and I haven't screwed it up royally just yet. Um, how are we all doing here? I'm a little distracted. I'm distracted for a couple of reasons. One, I was announced second. I was told I was going to be announced first, which is the main reason I'm here, so I'm a little pissy about that. But secondly, I never do video pods ever, and we're doing one now. And I got to tell you that I spend most Zoom meetings just looking at my picture, and that's already happening now. So I, I don't know, man. Like, if you ask me some stuff and I'm not immediately answering, it's only because I'm pompous right. and self-centered, and I apologize in advance. That's you how I cut down on the vanity. Program. Bram, this is a gift. I hope everyone who's listening to this is also watching this because Bram is a beautiful man. Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that, Connor. Um, and any shit talking I was going to do, I'm no longer going to. I'm 100% team Connor now, just on board. Bram's winning the background. He's got like the exposed brick. He looked like that Muhammad Ali photo in the background, very sophisticated. And now, we're, and we're looking into Connor's like, open closet so that's all i'm actually good. outside i this is complete fake you know but I, i'm glad that it's you know it's setting up so i mean i'll take it no giant win so here's what we're going to do on today's show boys uh we are going to uh get to the tuesday trivia later on in the show bram has never been a part of it um connor has always been a part of it by definition of the segment um but i'm sure bram will have some sort of input i'm not really sure i don't think he'll play very well but we could actually go with verses on this that'll actually be pretty fun um, and then uh, we'll play some fortune teller later on, predict some things for the Warriors in the year 2025. But first, I just want to start with the Warriors start. 3-0, California sweep to begin the season. Steph played well in one of those two games, but it hasn't really mattered because the supporting cast has stepped up. Um, Bram, we talked to Connor last week, so I will start with you here um, in order to get your confidence back up. Um, what has been your takeaway from the Warriors start so far? Nothing but red hot, probably far too big optimism. Um, I went from game one to game three, trying to calm myself down. This is right in the beginning. This means nothing. But when you factor in the 4-0 preseason, and yeah, I'll go ahead and throw out that they're in fact 7-0. But let's go. I was testing you, Connor, and you've already, that was step one of the trivia, and you're, you're one for one. So that a boy. But what I've been is incredibly hard. Um, we've seen both sides. We saw a game where Steph Curry played like quote unquote trash and they won. We saw a game where the rest of the team didn't play very well and Steph came through. They won. We're seeing a return to the bench celebrations. We're seeing a return to the ball movement. We're seeing a return to all the things that have made me so fired up as a Warrior fan during the dynastic run. So how am I feeling? I'm feeling crazy excited, boys. This year could not have gotten off to a better start. Did you go to the Clippers game? I did. Um, my first game in a long time, uh, for what it's worth, it's the only downside of my, so going was incredible, loved it. As a season ticket holder, the reason I was there 
is because the secondary market is still pretty low. Tried to sell that game to knock down my prices um, and was unable to. So I did go, loved it. But if we're looking for a negative, it's that I've already spent too much money on my season tickets. Tell me about the energy in the building. Let's see. I'm going to give you two sides to it. So let's start with the optimism. Um, as an East Bay guy, I mean, born and raised in Oakland, I've been going to Warriors games in the East Bay my entire life. I'm resentful, you know, if I'm being honest, I was pissy about them moving to Chase and I've been really worried about what the fan base would do there. When I went and watched Steph go crazy in the first, it's not the same, but it's a competent crowd. They, they mm -hmm. absolutely got involved. They knew when to provide support. I'll be, the big test is when they're playing poorly and see whether or not the, the fans show up. But when they're playing well, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. The other thing worth mentioning, um, and I think Monte Poole mentioned this on social media, but the game I went to had an E40 concert. And when he oh. actually performed at halftime, it was another illustration of how the crowds shifted. Nobody was in their seats. Everybody got up and bounced. So while they were happy to see him walk in and sit next to Joe Lacob, they had no interest in his music, which probably shows the difference good. between the crowd. It's just it's a different group. It's, yeah. it's an absolutely different group. Um, but, you know, I, I went there to watch them cheer for the Warriors, not cheer for E40, and they did that. Uh, Connor, you might remember this. The fans real quick, halftime yeah. concerts are really awkward and weird yeah. in general. Like, yeah. even if it's E40, they're just weird things. Well, because you're planning, you're like, all right, at halftime, I'm going to get up and use the bathroom. I'm going to grab some chicken tenders or something. And they're like, oh, wait, E40 is playing? Now what do I do? Chicken tenders or E40? It kind of puts you in a tough, like, in any other circumstance, it would be E40. You go just see E40, you forget the chicken tenders. But if you've already been planning for chicken tenders and not planning for E40. It's Connor, do you remember when we were at Staples Center? I guess this would have been two years now. And T-Pain had a surprise halftime concert. And I was literally the only reporter who cared. And, uh, and everybody was walking back to the media room. And I was like, how are you guys leaving right now? It's T-Pain. Nobody else cared. I think Nick Friedle cared as well. But uh, me you were probably the only two. I personally did not care. And I still no, you walked that. away. I was like, how could you walk away? And you were like, they got soft serve in the media center, in the media room. And I was like. I have another uh, random E40 update for you. When they first brought him in, first half pre-concert, he was spending the game sitting next to Joe Lacob. Oh. And if you can have a more random pairing than E40 and Joe Lacob sitting next to one another. And I was definitely kind of checking them out from behind. I mean, a lot of rows behind. It looked like the kind of scenario where they tried to talk at first, like they both leaned in to say something and they said something at the same time. Like, oh, ah, and then they just immediately looked the other way. And like, we're just like, oh, well, how about we somehow get to halftime? Right. Just like pass and just not sit next to each other at all, at all. So it, was, uh, it was fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, one of my first uh, moments where I'm like, oh, okay, like I'm a Warriors beat writer now was when I just passed through like Oracle. I guess I wasn't a beat writer at the time, but I was at Oracle and I just saw Guy Fieri and E40 just having a random conversation in the hallways, like right outside the Warriors locker room. And I was just like, this happens? Um, all right, Bram, I'm going to go back to something you said about how what the fans are going to do when the Warriors are playing poorly. Obviously, they haven't really played all that poorly um, so far, but they will at some point. It's just going to happen. That's the way things are, Connor. Um, how sustainable do you feel like this start is for the Warriors? Have your expectations changed? Uh, are they? Tell me why they're not going to go eighty-two and zero. Well, they're not going to go eighty-two and zero because no team ever has gone eighty-two okay. and zero, and it's literally impossible. So they're not going to. That was no, that was question number two on trivia, and you nailed it. I also don't think they're going to break their own wins record. I don't think they're going to top that seventy-two oh, mark. Bold predictions here, <laughs> um, but uh like like bram i'm incredibly 
encouraged, surprised, whatever uh, other adjective you want to, you want to, or I guess verb, sorry, whatever verb you want to throw in there. Um, it's just, it looks like all the pieces fit perfectly. I mean, the, a basketball team is a puzzle and it feels like it usually takes at least a few months to make sure all the pieces fit right. But right now, I mean, since day one of the preseason opener, they've looked like they just mesh. They look like they're in midseason form. They look like they know where they're supposed to be on the floor, both offensively and defensively. They know how to play off each other. It's it's kind of incredible. And all all of the what seemed like relatively minor offseason additions look like relative coups on the on the deals they got among guys like Otto Porter Jr., uh, Bielitsia. What? Like the guy didn't even play for Miami last year. Uh, everyone thought he was injured. He told Wes, I mean, he told us all, but Wes, you asked the question. I'm going to give you credit. He told Wes uh, that he actually was able to play. They just wouldn't play him. Here he is like a key difference maker on a winning team. It's uh, it feels too good to be true. Maybe it is, but part of me really does feel like this team's for real. Like yeah. it does feel like this could just be one of those, you know, pixie dusk and pixie dust and unicorn type seasons. Yeah. We've talked about in the two seasons leading up to this one, the problems with the Warriors roster construction, you know, that it didn't seem to be all heading in one direction, that they didn't necessarily fit for Kerr's offense. We had a lot of thrones to stow and they were all justified. I mean, three games in, right? We're just at the beginning, but I think you can say the exact opposite, right? All of these puzzle pieces, at least on the roster, seem to fit together. And more than that, when you put these puzzle pieces together, the image that they show is Kerr's offense. You yeah. know, this, these are all smart, competent people who are comfortable moving the ball, making the right decision. Didn't have enough of those guys over the last two years, and now the roster is overflowing with them. So, you know, big things, man. These are, these are not small additions. I do wonder what will happen when James Wiseman and Jonathan Kaminga come back and if Steve Kerr feels, for whatever reason, compelled to get those guys minutes because it's not going to look – the way it does now, if those guys are on the floor, it just won't. And it's not that I'm not saying anything about their outlooks, their future, but it's just not going to look the way it does right now. Connor, I asked you last week, uh, have expectations changed? We talked about that a little bit. Kind of want to play on that question a little bit. Um, before the season, we talked about maybe, you know, hey, this the goal should be playoffs, right? Like you haven't been in the playoffs for two years in a row now. You got to be back to the postseason. Anything less than that would be a disappointment. Based on what we have seen, does that scale for disappointment change at all? Like what now would like, what, what, what's the best that they could do that would be a disappointment? Bram, I'll start with you. Too early. Three games in too early. I, yeah, I would still be fine. fine I'd, I'd still be fine if they got, you know, six seed, five seed. If this continues, right. You look at this, the first 10 games, the next few are very winnable. There is a reality where this Warriors team should start eight and two, nine and one, 10 and oh. If we get there, if we're into double digits and we're still overflowing with optimism, then I think anything short of a second round appearance in the playoffs would be remarkably disappointed. And that's me kind of short arguing it, you know, secretly, and I won't say it into this mic. I would be hoping that they're going to be a lot, you know, we're, we're looking at a Western Conference finals berth as a disappointment. But for now, you know, still those expectations, we, we can't raise the bar based on only three games, um, but we're not too far away from, from getting to raise that bar. Connor? This is going to be incredibly hyperbolic, um, but I'm no longer on the beach, so I can do whatever I want. Um, well. I, uh, 
I would be disappointed if they didn't make the finals uh, or, or uh, win a title. Um, and here's why. Uh, I feel like I I know it's a three-game sample size. You can say eight games if you want to count the preseason. I know it's an incredibly small sample size. But I have seen enough to believe that this team is a legitimate contender. And once you're that level of caliber of team, you're a contender, it's championship or bust, right? I mean, you are not. You, you shouldn't be a contender and be satisfied with making the Western Conference Finals or getting to the second round of the playoffs. You, The point is to win the title or at least make the finals. So that's kind of where my expectations are going with this team. And it's, it's because of what I talked about earlier, all the puzzle pieces fitting right, um, the depth. I mean, Steve Kerr is having a hard time playing guys who've been inc- incredibly helpful. Like Juan Descano Anderson was one of their better rotation guys last season has gotten no worse at the game of basketball and is struggling to get meaningful minutes because there's just so many guys Otto Porter jr. Same thing. Like he's yeah. proven to be a legitimate rotation caliber guy, especially when healthy, which he is, and he's struggling to get big time minutes. And so um, there's just so many options and that's without James Wiseman and clay Thompson. And so, um, you know, you got to believe that once clay comes back, even if he's, just close to a hundred percent toward the end of the regular season. Um, they're at least legitimate title contenders. Um, if not favorites, I mean, that's, that's, I won't I... go so far as favorites NBA.com and their latest power rankings has them at number two, uh, behind only Utah. Who's also in the Western conference. ESPN has them, I believe at five and the athletic has them at eight. I don't know what any of that means. It really doesn't mean anything. Um, but it means something. none of this means anything by the way, well, but you, you know who agrees with you, and this might mean something. Kerr, here's yes. why I say that. Um, that last game against Sacramento, what did we hear beforehand? Nemanja Bialika saying, this is not normal. Uh, this, this game means a lot to me. I really want to go in there and, and punish my old team. And Kerr knew it, and he let Nemanja in on the rotation way early. Nemanja has a shitburger first quarter. What happens after that? He's gone. They pull his ass out. We don't see him again for the rest of the time. Um, what that is telling me is that Kerr, like he said before the season, is quote-unquote chasing wins. He believes in this team. He thinks that their upside is remarkably high, and he's not playing around and making sure that they reach that upside. Wes, you mentioned one of the things we still have to get through is how are they going to work in Wiseman? How are they going to work in Kaminga? Wiseman, they didn't have an opportunity to do this. But you, on a previous episode of The Huddle, helped me realize why I don't have to worry about that. During the preseason, you know what Kerr didn't do? Hammer in Kaminga. He didn't make sure to see how he fits in, which is when you would do it, right? When the games didn't matter, even during the preseason, this coaching staff led by Kerr recognized, no, there's big things to accomplish and let's, let's, let's go for it. Let's quote unquote chase wins. So, you know, I, I don't know if they'd come out and, and make their hyperbolic bar as high as Connor just did, but I bet you, and you know, when they're having drinks and there's no microphones around, I would guess that that's what they're hoping. They, they're viewing this team as a contending team. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we looked ahead in the future a little bit. Let's go even further down into the future with our next segment, Fortune Teller, coming up next. But first, this episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, and you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your be- neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get your all that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows 
all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part is that there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, thanks for making Locked on Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Colin Letourneau from the San Francisco Chronicle and Bram Hillsman from the Warriors Huddle Podcast here with me today. We're going to play a game that we are going to call Fortune Teller. So what I have is a pack of questions here. Um, we are going to predict the year 2025. So the first question I have for you guys is, Steph has blank more MVPs in the year 2025. I'll follow you, Connor. But before you answer it, can I, let me ask you, Connor, directly to you. Are you bitter at all at how professional Wes looks with his like headphones and microphone? I mean, we're over here just talking heads, looking like two college dudes. Well, speaking like, I, got like an, I got an open closet, you know, I got. Yeah, no, yeah. You're making me feel better. You should be. I, a shower today, like, I just want yeah. to make sure. So you are in fact pissed at Wes because I am dude. Like I, no one told me that we had to have headphones or like a dope microphone. I was not prepared for this. Fairness, like this is what Wes does. Like he, this is, his thing like for for me this is a very secondary fun thing i like to do on the side but wes and i credit wes he's he's a he's a true pros pro when it comes to this so um i'm not upset about it thanks for thanks connor for turning that back on to bram and and yeah okay i was just about to ask you wes am i supposed to be bitter now yeah i mean he knows that i do a podcast like i try you see me reach out across this screen be like connor let's be on the same team just punch me right in the face dude right in the face you can't take the heat get out of the kitchen bram I mean, are we I like not friends anymore? Like, are we not hanging out this next week? Or no, definitely um, not. I I'm, I'm spending this week buying a microphone and headphones, dude. Like, that's that's the only thing that's going to. I spent all my money on a background and still got screwed. <laughs> you're that pro. You're also pro at the, the the thing that you do that you're in an office for now. So you got a you got multiple things. You're a pro. At. I have a microphone. And headphones right Let here. him have it. I'm getting it. I'm getting my microphone out. Here it is right here. Look, it's not even going to work, but I'm going to set it up. That's what's up. No problems. Go ahead. Well, uh, back to you, Connor. You're answering the question while I set up this microphone. Steph Curry, blank MVPs. I'm going to say one more uh, MVP. Could very well be this season. Um, I think that uh, the way he is right now, and probably for at least the next year or two, He's going to play at an MVP level. Just the question is, assuming he stays healthy, the question is, is the team going to be good enough for him to win the MVP? And um, based off the very small sample size that we have right now, I think there's a realistic shot that they are good enough for him to win at least one more title. It could be two, um, but uh, I'm going to say one just to be safe. There's a a lot of really good players in this league, so it's really hard to win the MVP. Right. I agree. Um, so let's see. Let's start optimistic. I think he does win another one. Uh, the reason I think he'll win another one is because, and it's it's an ironic answer, but it's because the uptick in all the talent surrounding him. That's going to do two things for him. One, going to keep him in the upper echelon for more years. They're not going to need him to take every shot. They're not going to need him to be the main guy on the floor for every goddamn moment. So I think that means he's going to, his legs are going to last a little bit longer and we're going to see him be more competent for a longer period of time. Two, maybe more importantly, they're going to stay in the middle of the, the uh, NBA's attention sphere, right? For as long as they're contenders, there's going to be way more people covering him. For as long as there's more people covering him, there's a better shot at an MVP. So I think it happens again. 
But I also think we're right up on the precipice of this whole other generation of players, the Luka Doncic's of the world, you know, yeah. all these other guys who are coming for the throne. And so I'm going to say one. I think he gets another one, but uh, I think that's the limit. And you didn't ask, but I'll, I'll say it nonetheless. I also think he ends up with a finals MVP. Um, the last player to win an MVP at the age 33 or older, Carl Malone, 1998. 1999 season he won mvp at 35 the last time it happened before that was michael jordan the year before he was 34 the year the last time it happened before that was malone he was 33 uh in 90 in the 96 97 season um that also happens to be the end of the list of players in nba history who have won an mvp at age 33 or older Steve nash did it what steve nash he was not 33 at that point um and so I'm not saying it's impossible for Steph. If and it takes players like Steph, all-time greats, to get back onto that list, right? Like Michael Jordan did it at that age because he was MJ. Karl Malone probably didn't deserve one or two of those MVPs, but he got it. Um, I think I'm not saying that's all. I I I point that out only to say that if Steph wins another thir- uh, an MVP at 33 or older, um, it would be a phenomenal accomplishment. The other part, and I agree with all the points that you guys made. The other thing I would say is. The game is trending in the right direction for Steph. More and more threes are being taken. He is still the best at doing that. And so as the game trends with him, his age won't matter as much, right? It won't be so obvious the way it was. But there is a really good crop of young players coming on. To me, I don't really care if he wins another MVP. That does not matter when I talk legacy. Bram, I'm with you. I think he needs to win a finals MVP. That to me would be more important because right now it's the only hole on his resume and we can debate whether or not it should or not. But nobody um, said he needs to. You're not agreeing with me on that. I said he's going to. I don't think he needs to. I think his legacy is completely cemented. Also, Connor, is this Phil West going to answer his own question? I mean, he's talking about like he might and there's reasons, but he hasn't told us if he actually thinks he's going to win another one by 20. I don't think he will. (laughs) I don't think he will. I think he will finish in the top three, four, and five basically every year for the next three years at least. And I think that matters. I don't think we talk about that enough when it comes to players and their legacies, like these top five finishes in MVP rankings kind of give you a snapshot of what that season was and who matters over the course of whatever amount of years, whatever kind of uh, sample that you want to draw from. Um, and I think he's going to be right up there. That's I would love to, I would love that MVP. to be listed on a player's resume, honestly, like MVP finalist or, or what have you. Well, I, I don't think- know that players actually have resumes that like, are turned in to people. Well, I, I, so we can I list it on our you resume. Go on Wikipedia. You type in a player's name to Wikipedia, and you see like their little resume on the side. You see, we how can edit Wikipedia. Should we make that our project? We just go into every player's Wikipedia page and log how many top five finishes they had. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about resume. I would support Wikipedia. you right now, Connor, but you punched me in the face earlier. So I mean, <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here and I'm not gonna say anything to help you. Jordan Poole, blank All Stars by the year 2025. Zero. Um, Jordan Poole is looking like he's going to be a really nice NBA player. He already is a nice NBA player. I see him a la like a Lou Williams or Jamal Crawford guy who's like a really good six man off off the bench yeah. for for good teams for years to come. Puts up numbers, averages around like 17 points per game, and relatively efficient shooting. Can't play great defense. Not a very well-rounded player, um, but is helpful offensively. And uh, that's not an all-star caliber player. That's a good player, not an all-star, all-star caliber player. Brand. I don't want to answer this because I agree with Connor and it really hurts me to say anything but like hyperbolic optimism right. when it comes to Jordan Poole. Um, but I think the Jamal Crawford- I could have maybe, asked how many MVPs he wins by 2025. 
I, you know, that would have been easier for me to answer. I mean, like at least then I would have been exposing. I'm not sure he's going to be an, right. an all-star. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say no, I'm going to say zero all-stars between then and now, but that's more of a reflection of how deep and talented the Western conference is than how talented or deep. I think Jordan Poole is. I think Jordan Poole wins a six man of the year by 2025 or is at least in the conversation, but I think players like him don't, make all-star games he's not really a two-way player he's not really going to be able to at any point because he's small inherently he's like, there's not going to be limit starting for a while and okay. he's not going to be starting and that's and that's the thing i mean i think there's a world where if they were to trade andrew wiggins or like three years from now when wiggins's contract is up you could play three guards with steph pool and clay um you know you see the league trending that way anyway but i think at best he's a fringe starter and Pool players like that don't make all-star games lineup, though and i don't yeah. know if i like that i mean because they're not yeah, going to not moving clay well, he would, not moving off he'd also need a media narrative that's probably not going to happen. If, right. like, God forbid, Steph and Clay are not on the – there's no reason that's going to happen. But between now and 2025 and Steph and Clay are not on the team and the media narrative here in the Bay is all focusing on how great Jordan Poole is, there's a chance. There's a chance. But that's not what's going to happen. You know, that's not going to be the name that we're going to see on all of our sports pages. And right. because of that, you know, it's – yeah, he's, he's got an uphill, uphill climb. Back to you, Connor. Clay Thompson, blank all-stars by 2025. Man, that one's tough. Um, point. I'm going to say 2025 is four years from now. I'm going to say two more. Um, I think uh, I think he's got two more in him. I don't, I don't think he's going to be quite the same player he was pre-injuries, especially defensively. Um, but I think he's going to be an essential cog of a, of a highly competitive contending team for the next several years. And I think that, get, especially when you factor in his legacy and his reputation in the league and how revered and liked he is, I think he's going to sneak sneak in at least one or two more All-Stars. Graham? Piggyback that. I'll say two as well. Um, right. I think that he is going to get, if, assuming that what we said before is true, that the Warriors are not only back, but are going to be back for a little while. You know, the next few years are going to be the apple of the NBA's eye. And everybody loves Clay, anyways. Just the feel-good story is going to result in one. And I think his play will result in two. So yeah, I'll go two. Although I am optimistic. I'll hedge. I'm going to go one just because we don't know what he looks like, but people love Clay Thompson and he's going to get so many votes just because he's clay. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he makes two. Um, but, and then at that point, age starts to catch up. Other people in the Western conference start to catch up. Um, but I'm going to hedge. I'm just going to go one for now because I just, I don't want to be too optimistic. I just want him to be back healthy. Um, all right. Fourth question. In 2025, the Warriors would have won blank titles in that time span. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah. If you had asked me this a week ago, I would have said zero. Um, but I'm gonna. I'm feeling really optimistic right now, as you guys can see. So championship or bust. In a good mood today, honestly. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna say one. Uh, I, I think. I honestly think they have a chance this season. Um, and I think next season, when when you hopefully have a healthy clay for a whole season, potentially you have Jordan Poole come off the bench, I think they have a real shot. Um, I think they conceivably could have a real shot at contention for the next three, maybe even four years. So I think – and it's so hard to win a title. Uh, they're not going to win all those years. Um, but if they could – I think it's possible that they could win one more. Um, in fact, I think it's likely that they'll, they'll win one more. So I say one. 
Um, I don't know when it happens. If I had to put money on it, I would say one. Uh, and I'll add a question to you, Wes. Between now and 2025, do you think Connor will close his closet door? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's full immediately acknowledged that it looks weird that it's open. It's been open for 25 minutes, just kept, <laughs> just kept it open. Just did not oh. care in any way. Um, all right, final question. And let's make this one quick. Um, don't need an explanation, just give me your five. Warriors starting lineup in 2025 is, Connor? Oh, that's a fun question. Um, 2025, so Steph will be 37. Uh, All right, yeah. I said make this quick, it's and not. I'm doing a great job. Okay, well, I got you. Got to think through it. I mean, come on. Uh, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Steph. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Steph Clay, um, not Andrew Wiggins. I'm gonna say uh, Jonathan Kaminga. Okay. At the three, and then still Draymond, and then center James Wiseman. Steph, Clay, Kuminga, Wiseman, Player X, a guy who is not currently on the team. We do not know of them. Draymond, by 2025, I do not believe, well, might be a warrior. I don't think he'll be starting. I think at that stage, if he is a warrior, they'll be um, judiciously monitoring his minutes and putting him in when they, when they need him and you know, when he has the biggest impact on the game. Who that Player X is, I can spend the next 10 minutes guessing, but you told me I don't have a whole lot of time, right. so you know, yep. I'll keep it fast. Uh, I got Steph, Clay, Kaminga, and then two players to be uh, determined. Could be Moody. I think Moody could be in there, and Kaminga could play the four. We're talking about five years from now. It's just going to believe it's just going to get faster and smaller. You hate James Wiseman. You shouldn't. I mean, you could have included Wiseman just for optimistic Wiseman. purposes. He's always had to know James Wiseman. He does. He knows I don't hate James. That Wiseman. is hundred percent. He does it. absolutely. What did Wiseman ever do to you? That's I like, kicked him. I don't know. I'd like to. Okay, we're about to lose you. Like a big sit down interview for this huge piece you wrote last season, and you just treat him I've like. Enjoyed this. all my interactions with James. I'm just maybe he's not starting. Maybe he's not starting. Uh, the Tuesday trivia is next. This is Locked On Warriors. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. We're back at better than ever, a new web interface to start the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile site to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code Locked On to get that bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, the UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available. For this 2021 season, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's Bet Online where the game starts. Today's show is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. And Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And then write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, it is time for La Tuesday Trivia. Con, I'm pretty sure this will be the last edition of La Tuesday Trivia ever because this is my last week hosting Lockdown Warriors. Oh, and man, is this my last, this is our last La Tuesday ever? 
I think it is because I don't know who's getting the show next and they might not want to be bring you on. I know and like. Uh, I literally don't know. <laughs> it's actually the one person you hate and don't know. It's that guy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So for those who don't know, uh, La Tuesday Trivia, um, and you're catching up at a really bad time, um, but La Tuesday Trivia, uh, Connor and I used to sit together on Media Row um, and so we would travel, we would see all these different games, different teams, players that I never heard of. And Connor just has like this rain man type of ability to just tell you exactly where each player went to college, when they were drafted, what high school he went to, where he was born, what his parents did for uh, a living, like all that kind of stuff. And it was just, it was just insane. It was just like this, this encyclopedia or even a Wikipedia type of memory that he had for these players. So I came up with this game to just basically, Hey, here's a bunch of players. Um, tell me where they went to college. Um, easy enough uh, as far as a concept, hard as far as execution. Each one has a theme. Last year, it was everybody in the, that ever played in the league with the last name Simmons. This time, it's not quite so complicated. The Warriors, two of the next three games are against the Oklahoma City Thunder, so we should get to know that roster. So Wait, this Can is- I ask you a clarifying question? Did you just say I came up with this game? But I don't think that asking what colleges players went to is a thing that's original to Wes Goldberg. I'm just going to throw that out there. I, I, mean, I don't know. But I've I never heard of it. I feel before. like it's probably been used. Probably maybe I actually think I came up with the word trivia also. That, that is true. Okay, that one I had never heard of. But I'm just asking about colleges. I, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I have some issues with that. I'm not sure that's entirely accurate. Uh, fair enough. Um, but we are going to do it based on the Oklahoma City Thunder roster. Uh, and, um, we will start if you are ready, Connor. Bram, you know what? Let's make this interesting. Oh, you know, I know nothing about trivia. I just tried that. The only reason I talked 10 seconds ago is so that they heard my voice during this segment. Right. I know I nothing think, about I think I'll answer the questions, but I want some sort of BS witty res- response to every answer from Bram. I am so promising gonna do. nothing. That's what I'm promising. I'm promising nothing. And if I need to, I will turn off the video and disappear into the night. So we'll see. We'll see what ultimately goes down. We'll start with Connor, then go to Bram, and then we'll kind of snake draft this thing. I don't like this. I'm just, I'm just being clear right from the jump. All right, let's go. All right, our first Oklahoma City Thunder player is one Mike Muscala. Connor. Bucknell University. Bram. You I'm going to have to go. I mean, that's obvious. Bucknell University, dude. Who doesn't know about Muscala? Okay, wait a minute. You told me this is going to be hard. Maybe I am going to be pretty good at this. Let's go. <laughs> he played in the NCAA tournament. I think he took Bucknell to like the second round. Would you let me finish my sentence, Connor? Because he played in the NC2A tournament, and I'm pretty sure they made it to like the second round, dude. And if you wouldn't, I'd appreciate if you give me some room. I mean, I got some knowledge here, and I'd like to put it out there. But no bison, brother. Kenrich Williams, Bram, you first. I have no idea. Uh, UC Santa Cruz, and I think he dragged him to the NC2A tournament. I have absolutely no idea. Fudge. Um, I feel like I should know this one. Kendrick Williams is uh, NC State. The answer, you're both wrong. The answer is TCU. I, do you mind if I suggest a, a altered version of this game? Sure. So Connor obviously may or may not know this stuff. And, you know, that's, that's out there. We'll find out. I obviously also don't. The only people I know is Shy. Everybody else, I have no idea for. So... Not shy is what I like to call him. We're that close. We went to college together. Um, but what I'd suggest is we throw it to Connor, but Wes, you and I guess whether or not Connor will know it. There we go. I should have gotten it. that one. I'm 
actually mad at myself. I, I'm not following the league like I used to because I'm not on the beat anymore. That's my excuse. Darius Basley. Graham, do we think he knows it? Definitely. I think, um, so too. I think this yeah, I think this is right up his alley uh for sure. Connor. Um he did not go to college. Uh he did right. the Under Armour internship. Um he was the only oh. player to ever do that. He's from Ohio. I believe he's from the Cincinnati area. Um, went to the same high school as Carmen Electra. Um, I'm not going to ask why you know what high school Carmen Electra went to. I'm going to leave that just for the listeners to figure out. Uh, I will say this. I am not counting it because you said it was the Under Armour internship. But it was, in fact, the New Balance internship. Oh, you're gonna get a, you're oh gonna get you let us down. And you didn't have to do that, Connor. You could have had a right answer. I knew it was New Balance. I just, I just mixed them up in my mind. It was decided to show off. It doesn't Any work on Jeopardy. It doesn't work okay. here. Was I wrong about the high school, though? That's what I, I mean. don't That's know. What I, mean. I have no idea. You would have been right. That counts. I'm counting that one. You screwed you can us count all. It near- you screwed us all. No, no, no. You screwed us all. All three of us are wrong because you decided to show off, dude. That's right. It's wrong. You said Under Armour. It was New Balance. Um, I knew that. What's wrong with me today? We'll never know. <laughs> I think I ask you that every single day. Jeremiah <laughs> Robinson Earl. Graham, do we think he knows it? No, I'm going to say no. I think he's no a little way. rattled. I think he was a little rattled from that last one. Normally he would know it, but he's feeling a little nervous right now. Right, right. Like he, he's still kind of in his head. It's like a, a quarterback could throw an interception right. the, the previous quarter. So no, yeah. I think he loves this one for sure. You got a goldfish this thing, Connor. Here's a hint. He did not ever work for Under Armour. <laughs> or New Balance. Or New Balance. Exactly or New Balance. right. I, I should know this. He, uh, oh, no. he's going down a hole, Wes. He's going to miss the next one, too. I don't even know what the player is. He's going to miss the next one, too. <laughs> Michigan? Bram, do you want to wager a guess by chance here? No. I, I, all I can do is give the witty stuff. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Went to Villanova. He was, he's a rookie drafted in the second round, number 32 overall. Wait, who is this? Uh, Jeremiah uh, Robinson Earl. Oh, yeah, 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 Villanova. That makes perfect sense. Yep. Uh, off my game today. All right. Last one, and then we'll, we'll have a bonus later on. I can't even read my own handwriting right now. I think it's Gabrielle Deck is the guy's name. And he does play for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let me just make sure that that's right. Yeah, Gabrielle Deck. He's a power forward who plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Brand, do we think um, he knows it? Kentucky? No, he's in a he's in a death spiral. I don't think like it, normally it, he would. Is that, but that it's last over. One, yeah, it's is it's it, gone. It's gone. It's a three one lead and it's gone now. What scandalous is I know this one, so I mean it's going to be really embarrassing. If wow, Graham's yeah. got some some hidden knowledge here. So what did you? What's your guess, Connor? Kentucky. Uh, that's going to be wrong. Graham, say no college at all. No college at all. You want to guess a country then, or like a high school or? High school, I do not. <laughs> Let's see. Argentina. I think he played out overseas. I'm trying to remember, but I'm going to say it's Argentina. Bram, you are going to be correct on this. What? Oh, let's go. <laughs> let's go. That's what's up, dude. Everyone thought I didn't have knowledge on this. I basically slow rolled you guys. I'm I really think I won one. I need to get off. Connor, you care to do the bonus or not? You don't have to take I'll it. I'll do the bonus. I'm, I'm going to redeem myself. Oh, okay. Connor, right. I'm going to be like your coach here. Now, just stop, dude. Forget. Forget what's happened. It doesn't matter. The segment's named after you. Everybody knows what you're going to be, uh, what you're carrying. All right. Who? Lock back in, dude. Give, me the, in. give me the question. Isaiah Roby. 
He's got this one. He's got it for sure. Isaiah Roby went to Nebraska. Boom. There you go. I should be Kyle a coach. Eterno. I should be a coach. You should be thanking me, Connor. I got your back, buddy. I'm not sure that, that success would have happened without my little pep talk there. So I feel very good about how I contribute. Ram, do you want to guess where uh, Isaiah Roby went to college? Uh, did he play in Argentina? <laughs> he did not. Oh, oh, right when I was on fire. So right there, Connor, you were going to win by one. Uh, you beat Bram three to two, even though it wasn't really a competition. Um, I still can't believe you got Argentina. That's that's insane. Yeah, well, you know, I have my moments. I have my moments. Um, this was great fun, guys. Uh, both of you, I appreciate it uh, for jumping on uh, for my last week on Lockdown Warriors. Both of you have been two of my favorite guests. Um, you guys are both ranked in the top two. I won't tell you what order they're in. It's kind of like that 75th anniversary team. You're just on it. Um, but um, no rankings. But thank you guys so much for jumping on. This is a lot of fun. And um, we won't be able to do this on Lockdown Warriors ever again, but I hope that we do get invited to a different podcast that one of the other people on this, uh, this show happens to host. It would have to be Warriors Huddle because Warriors Off Court. Connor, you are on fire. I mean, suddenly I your trivia knowledge has returned, man. Just via the process of elimination, you knocked that Nothing out. Nothing gets can, past you. Nothing gets in, past you. When I am not spending my time looking up really good Argentinian high school players, I am, in fact, hosting a podcast. I would be proud to have you boys on. In fact, let's, let's use this to invite you. If you gentlemen are, in fact, available, we'd love to have you on just next week. Come and, come and join me in a week. We'll do this again. Let's do it. We'll get beers, Zoom beers. It'll be like a Zoom happy hour. Let's go. It's uh, it's on. And Wes, you and this podcast will be deeply missed. I already miss your you on the beat, though. You're doing your thing at West Side. I get it. I get the email in my inbox every morning. Give it a read. You're killing it. Anyone who's not already subscribed needs to do so asap. It's awesome. Thanks, Support man. him. Support him, you guys. Um, not just because it'll help you. Obviously, you're going to enjoy his work, his his opinions, his takes. All of them are worth reading and listening to and checking out on a daily basis. But do it also to help him. Wes has been here on a daily basis for you. He has fired you up. He's entertained you the whole nine yards. So if nothing else, subscribe. Help this man. Um, and I certainly will. And congratulations on moving on, man. You'll definitely be missed. Much appreciated, guys. Um, that'll do it for Locked On Warriors. We'll catch you next time.